Welcome back in Brady Farkas show here on a Friday on WDEV AM and FM and WDEV radio.com Patriots Browns coming up this weekend. We're going to have the coverage for you at 10 a.m. on Sunday. Kickoff is 1 p.m. Both teams come in at five and four and breaking it down with us now is Phil Perry, Pat's insider, NBC Sports Boston. Phil, I'm not this game. I can't put it in the must win category because the AFC is so garbled, but it really does feel like it's in the you really don't want to lose this one category because given where you are with Cleveland in the standings, you really don't want to fall behind them. Could impact playoff seating. There's no doubt about it. But more importantly, Brady, this is the game we've been waiting for, man. You and I have been <laughs> on the Patriots being Browns East now for yeah. the last six months or so, and we finally get it. We've I've been calling this the Spider-Man meme game. This is two teams that are built – almost identically, that get a chance to play each other. Unfortunately, it looks like we might be down a few running backs, which are really important to both sides. But, um, yes, this this game matters because I think, to, to, to get back to how these teams are built, these teams are built in such a way that they should be getting better as the year goes on. And so can you keep pace with the Browns as their running game continues to, to churn out wins when the weather gets bad and they're playing outdoors? This game could go a long way in terms of determining that. I like the Browns. I think it's pretty obvious in how I keep comparing the Patriots to them. My dad is a diehard Browns fan, grew up in Ohio. I've watched every Browns game this season kind of uh, you know, on the third screen in the corner on my tablet there. So I've watched a lot of Browns football. Um, I feel robbed in this matchup, potentially, that we're not going to see potentially both of these teams at their best. I think this game will be close no matter what, but I'm lamenting the fact I don't think we're going to get it in its purest form. Yeah, we may not. And I think you you start looking at it and it's like, okay, is the team with the best running back depth going to win? That's not usually how these games work in 2021. This isn't 1994 (laughs) anymore. Like it, it shouldn't matter, but it might this week just because that's who both of these teams want to be their identities. Both of them are let's run the football. Let's invest in our offensive line. Let's invest in our running backs. Let's invest in tight ends. These two teams are number one and two in terms of money paid out to tight ends this year. The Browns are actually number one this year. And then nobody pays their tight ends more over the next three and a half years combined than the New England Patriots. We know that's the style of offense that they want to run. Can you do it without your star running backs on both sides? I think you can, right? Uh, The Browns have shown that they've been okay without both Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Brandon Bolden, to me, it, it has surprised me more than maybe anybody, um, has been more than serviceable for the Patriots in the James White role. And now you might be asking him to be a three-down back. And so it, it's the kind of game where, yes, it's, is, it, is it taken down a notch without Nick Chubb, without Damian Harris, without Ramondre Stevenson, if those guys can't go? Yes. But this is the kind of game where I think it's going to be so close. It might be decided, Brady, by a running back mistake, whether it's in pass protection, the ability to protect the football and secure that thing in a critical spot. That might decide who wins and loses this thing. Phil Perry, NBC Sports Boston, with us here on the Brady Farkas Show, pre- and post-game live for the game on Sunday on TV, the Next Pats podcast, and the Tom Curran Patriots Talk podcast as well. You can find Phil anywhere. I think it was Greg Bedard of the Boston Sports Journal was on 98.5 The Sports Hub the other day and said – He wonders if Mac Jones has hit a rookie wall right now. The productivity has not been as high the last two weeks. Have you taken that as a sign that he is fatiguing in any way, or is it just the way those games have gone? 
I think it's probably more so the latter. Just from talking to quarterbacks, uh, you know, that have been through this, my understanding of it is the whole rookie wall thing might be a thing. If it is, it's more mental than physical. So if you think he's physically being worn down, I mean, he is taking more hits than he's ever been used to before, uh, you know, coming from Alabama and having a group of all Americans protecting you and then coming to the Patriots and basically being through the first month of your rookie season on record pace in terms of the number of hits you've absorbed. So I think that could be part of it. I look at it, Brady, and I, I, I think more so the greater impact is the fact that the defenses that they've seen the last two weeks, the first in L.A., their weakness was the run game. There was no way the Patriots were going to get out of there without running the ball 35 times. I believe they ended up running at 39 Mm -hmm. in L.A. The following week, again, the relative weakness of a good Panthers defense, but their relative weakness is in the run game. And again, the Patriots hammered them with the run. They also have two phenomenal pass rushers. The Patriots handled Joey Bosa pretty well the week previous, but he's really the one guy. And so you can focus on one guy when you have one guy on the other side. And you can chip him with backs and tight ends. The Panthers had two. And the Patriots knew they weren't going to be able to block those guys one-on-one. And so you watch that Patriots passing game last week. It's all quick game and screens and get it out of his hands quickly and just make the right decision and take care of the football. I don't think we've seen the rookie wall from Mac Jones. I think you've seen certain types of defenses that Josh McDaniels has game planned for in a very particular way. And I think you're going to see a similar plan this week. Patriots, we know they'll try to run it, but the reason you don't want to drop back Mac Jones five step, seven step drop and have him try to chuck it down the field is because you got Matt miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney on the other side. So this is almost this to me, the, the plan has to be similar almost to the Panthers game just last week. Saw two great edge rushers there. You're going to see two more here. You got to get it out of Mac Jones' hands quickly. And so the stat line, again, just like it was last week, Brady, I would assume the stat line's not great, but if he can take care of the football, the Patriots will have a good chance to win. You know, I didn't think that the play on Brian Burns was dirty. I really thought that it was just Mac Jones and Burns kind of wriggling around and eventually going in the wrong direction. That's how I saw it. But how'd you think of how Mac Jones handled, you know, his first NFL controversy in the uh, aftermath? <laughs> I kind of like how I, I kind of liked how he handled it. You know, I said this on early edition or earlier this week. You know, we want to teach our kids, anybody in our lives, that you know, when it comes time to apologize and you've done something wrong, you, you should apologize. And I think if you're making me pick Brady, was it a clean play or a dirty play? I probably would lean a little bit dirty. I, I think mm. he was maybe doing the smart thing, but sometimes the smart thing is the dirty thing. You know, you just don't see that play very often and when i saw it initially i said oh that that didn't look good and then you watch Mm. the replay and and i agree with you i felt like he brian burns is just kind of trying to wriggle out of mac jones's grasp and when he was asked about that did he did he rip you down or did you try to swing out of his arms and you fell down that way he was not very solid on his answer he said i i think he i think he pulled me you know it wasn't watch it again he gave me the curt ankle you know, the Kurt Angle ankle lock, like it was yeah. a disaster, you know. So, Mac Jones, from his standpoint, to come to the podium and say, I've addressed it and move on. I thought the guy had the ball, and I tried to tackle him. I tried to bring him down. That's good enough for me. I, I, I'm ready to move on from this story, too, Brady. <laughs> Phil, the Odell Beckham thing, I, I never felt that OBJ was a good 
mix for the Patriots. Not because he's a bad guy. I just didn't want to put that kind of pressure on Mac Jones. But that's aside the point. We heard a lot in the OBJ courtship about how much Bill Belichick and him loved each other and could Bill Belichick get OBJ here. And my thought was, is it really Bill Belichick or was it always Tom Brady that attracted OBJ to New England? Like, did you think Bill Belichick had that kind of power? Well, listen, I think he does have healthy respect for Bill Belichick. But how much can Bill Belichick really ensure that Odell Beckham gets the football when he does get here to New England? I guess he could say, hey, Mac, look Odell's way. But at the end of the day, it's it's Mac Jones who's pulling the trigger. And so that's why from what you know, from what I was hearing from the very beginning, even before he was officially released, Odell wanted to play with an elite is what I was told elite quarterback. He's done the okay quarterback thing. He played with Eli. He played with Baker Mayfield to come to new England and play with Mac Jones, who could be an excellent, very good near the top of the league quarterback down the line is not there yet. And so when the competition is Matt Stafford or Aaron Rodgers versus Mac Jones and Bill Belichick, like it might be great for Odell Beckham to come and play for Bill Belichick and be a part of that culture and try to win something for a historic franchise. But at the end of the day, he wants to thrive. He's on a short-term deal. He's going to want to hit free agency again, make some money. He's going to have it all in L.A. He's going to have a chance to win. He's going to be with a better quarterback and a very good offensive system. And he's going to have a chance to put up some numbers. And I think playing with good receivers will help him too, Brady. I mean, he's going to get some single coverage out there. Here, if he came to New England, he's the number one guy. He gets all the attention right away. And and what does that mean for his statistics, which he obviously cares about? So I think Bill Belichick is a factor and in a similar situation. If the choice Brady was, say, between, uh, you know, say he's coming from another city. This works out well this week because you and I both think the Patriots and Browns are pretty similar. Say he was coming from the Texans, right? And he was picking between the Browns and Kevin Stefanski and Baker Mayfield or the Patriots and Bill Belichick and Mac Jones. Well, in that situation, I could see Bill Belichick being the deciding factor. But when you're talking Stafford or Rodgers, Belichick can't really compete with those guys when it comes to attracting a receiver. Phil Perry, NBC Sports Boston. Uh, First, I have a comment and then a question. My comment is not directed at you, but I found it ironic how many New England media members were congratulating Cam yesterday and saying good for Cam when everybody tried to run him out of town, it felt like, except for me. I felt like I was the last one on the Cam bandwagon. But my question is, you just saw the Carolina Panthers up close. Do you think Cam can make any imprint there, or is it just too tough to to come in late? We saw it last year how much he struggled coming in late into a system. Is it going to be equally as tough for him with that team now? Well, first of all, Brady, I would like to say congratulations to Cam Newton. Uh, (laughs) But the best, I genuinely mean that. He was, Brady, genuinely great for us to deal with. And I don't know what all the coverage was like. I know at our place at NBC Sports Boston, both Tom Curran and I were were very high on Mac Jones early. Um, maybe me a little bit earlier than Tom. He was talking about yeah. a system with Cam and Mac about halfway through <laughs> camp. I'm like, get out of here with that. Just go <laughs> rookie. What are we talking about? But he was a he was a good person for us on a lot of different levels, but he gave us great time. I thought he was very genuine honest answer it was the kind of player to media core interaction that you dream about honestly Brady and and I know pandemic impacted season so we didn't get to know the guy the way we would have 
otherwise. But he ended up getting the uh, the media good guy award. So I think people in the media genuinely like Cam Newton, even if they genuinely thought Mac Jones was a better player. Now, to your question, I think it's going to be tough for him midseason. Yeah. Joe Brady is a smart offensive coordinator. He'll have some things drawn up that will be similar to what Cam Newton has dealt with in the past. But he's in a difficult spot. Their offensive line is bad. They've got Christian McCaffrey. That's great. DJ Moore is an, is a fine receiver. I don't think he's a great receiver. It's not a good situation. I don't think it's going to look much better than it did here in New England. Well, Phil, two weeks ago, you got the exact score right of Patriots Chargers. Last week, you got the Pats half of the score right um, against Carolina. You got a prediction here to try to go uh, two and a half for three? Go two and a half for three here. I believe I had them scoring 24 last week. I'm going to have them at 24 again. But this is going to be a nail-biter, Brady. This is going to be 24-23. Ooh. Is a Browns cover. I, last I checked, Browns were, were two-and-a-half-point dogs. I just feel like these teams are so freaking even. It's going to come down to the slightest mistake. And we're going to be talking about, again, whether it's a, a missed pass protection or a false start or a delay of game. You know, it's, it's going to be something very small. But that is the margin, in my opinion, between – these two teams that love their tight ends, that love to play hard-nosed defense, that love their offensive linemen, and that if quarterbacks, that to me, are, are good, not great. I think Mac Jones is already in that Baker Mayfield tier, so I think they are they are pretty even across the board. But I have the Patriots winning by one, 24-23. We hope you are right yet again. Phil Perry, Next Pats podcast. You can find that anywhere you get podcasts. Tom Curran's Patriots podcast and the uh, – pre- and post-game live on NBC Sports Boston on Sunday for Patriots Browns. Phil, always appreciate the time, and we will talk to you again next week. Thanks a lot, Brady. Hopefully your dad enjoys the game.